In this episode, we will continue our journey to follow people of the Bible who were all in or who folded. We will look at people who had the opportunity to trust God, but who folded instead. So let's learn from their mistakes and trust God from the beginning. Don't fold. Be all in with God. Well, hello everyone. This is Marcus. And Tricia. And we are... The Messengers. How many ways can we say that? The messengers, uh, the messengers. Kind of the same way every, every It time. is. It well, kind of sounds the same. We get the same thing out no matter what. That's right. We like to begin the show that way. That's right. And then we end it a different way. <laughs> no, we actually end it the same way with, with a prayer of salvation. But, yeah. So be, be in, be, listen to the very end for that. Yes. Definitely. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you've never done it before. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. We are doing a series about people in the Bible who were all in or who folded. And this was pretty interesting. The idea came to me on my way home from work one day. And it was just a, uh, I I just got this picture of people that were playing cards from the Bible. And, you know, it was, it was wild. It was just different. You know, it was, uh, sometimes God gives me some ideas weird ways. But sometimes you just got to run for it, run with it. Yes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But today, well, that's what the series is about. So, but today we're going to be talking about people that folded. That's right. So in other words, not necessarily in a card, you know, in a card game, when you, when you fold, you pretty much can't play anything. You, you just you give up. You just give up. Yeah. So that's what those people did. They, they pretty much just gave up. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they just gave up on God. And this series, we're kind of looking at more obscure people that you right. might not readily know. Right. So we're encouraging you to listen to these verses and to go back and read these stories for yourself. Absolutely. Because some of them are hilarious stories. Right. And, and like I said, don't, like we said, don't just read the verses. Go back and read the whole story, the whole chapters, right. the whole sections. I mean, because a lot of these deal with multiple chapters yes. in the Bible. So. Yeah. It's going to be really, really neat, though. We're excited about this one. Yeah. We're excited about all of them. We are. I mean, come on. They're all our little babies. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with Rehoboam. We're not sure how to pronounce all these names, but this was Solomon's son, and he was to succeed him as king. So he took over the whole kingdom of Israel, but he was young and arrogant. The people came to him begging mercy from Solomon's laws. And we see this in 1 Kings 12, 4. Right. So this is out of the NIV, how it's, how it's read. Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. So that's the people, you know, saying, hey, we will serve you. We'll accept you as our king. We'll, you know, do what we did for David and for Solomon. But this is what Rehoboam did. Yeah. He sought the counsel of the elders, but ended up not taking their advice on lightening these people's problems. Instead, he turned to the people his age. Right, because all the people his age know exactly what, you know, they know, oh, they, yes. they know better than the elders. Oh, right? of course. Yeah. All right, so we're going to look at First Kings 12, 10 through 11, and this is out of the NLT. The young men replied, This is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. 
My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. Yikes. And it's kind of interesting. I think you should go back and read about Solomon. You know, he he was special, and he asked for wisdom, and he had all this wisdom. Mm -hmm. But towards the end of his life, he really went downhill and started serving other idols and got mixed up in bad things. So that's kind of where the heavy burden comes in. And Solomon was just an interesting king. He kind of started out really good and ended up not so good. So if you go back and read the life of Solomon, you'll... Right. Because, yeah, I mean, Solomon had a heart for the Lord. And the Lord said, hey, you know, let, let me ask me for anything. I'll give it to you. And he asked the right questions, mm -hmm. or he asked the right uh, thing. He asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom to lead the Israelites. Right. And the fact that he asked for that, God gave him not just that, but he gave him everything else everything because else. he wanted to be a good king. Mm -hmm. And he was a good king for a he long was. time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes but, when you get older, you just get to where it doesn't mean much anymore. Yeah. You know? A lot of it had to do with his wives. He was... From what I understand, he was kind of like a womanizer. And so he got wives from a lot of different countries. And they led him astray by their gods that right. they had served. So he just kind of took a wrong turn there. So definitely read your Bible. <laughs> so it's very interesting about Solomon. But we're talking about Rehoboam. Right. So he told the people, no, I'm going to make it even worse on you. And he ruined his chances of the Israelites serving him like they did David and Solomon. And the kingdom was split from that day. He had ruined his kingdom, proving that he was not all in and enfolded before he even really began. And you'll find that he did not reign for very long. Alright, so two other people that folded were King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Ahab was detestable in the Lord's eyes. Ahab was a very bad man. That's right. We first hear about him in 1 Kings 16.29. Yes, he was the king of Israel. But it starts with the summary of his reign in verse 30. So start at 1 Kings 29 and then just keep reading. Right. But and, we're just going to read 1 Kings 16.30 right at this now. point. Mm -hmm. out of the, out, out, this is out of the NIV. It says, Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. Wow. <laughs> that's that's when you know you're bad. When the Bible says you're yeah. worse than anyone else, that's a pretty <laughs> good indication he was a very bad man. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to jump down to 1 Kings 21, verse 25. And this is going to be verse 25 to 26 out of the message version. Yeah. All right. Ahab, pushed by his wife Jezebel and in open defiance of God, set an all-time record of making big business of evil. Now, this is the message version saying this. Yeah. This, isn't just, this isn't just our wording. This, yeah. this is the message version. He indulged in outrageous obscenities in the world of idols, copying the Amorites whom God had earlier kicked out of Israelite territory. That's right. Man. Just, and we'll talk about some of the other stuff he did, but woo. I would not want that said about me. Right. So let's also look at that same verse, First uh, Kings 21, 25 to 26. And this is out of the NIV, and it says it a little bit differently. 
there was never anyone like Ahab <laughs> who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, urged on by Jezebel, his wife. He behaved in the vilest manner by going after idols, like the Amorites the Lord drove out before Israel. There are many things that Ahab did, but behind most of these things was the woman whose name is still used today in a negative connotation. Right. Jezebel. We can... A lot of women know that saying, oh, she's a Jezebel. Or painted Jezebel is how they used to use it in the West. Yeah, the Old West. The old West. <laughs> All right. So here are just some of the things that Ahab did. To read about Ahab and Jezebel, start in 1 Kings and just keep reading. <laughs> some of the things go up and down, talk about other people, but then it all comes back all the way through to um, chapter 22 is when it finally goes through the end of Ahab's time. So, these are some things that Ahab did. He ignored the word of the Lord and set Ben-Hadad free when God told him to kill him. Right, and that's found in 1 Kings 20, verse 34. And because he did this, Ahab was sentenced to death by the Lord through Micaiah the prophet. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> and, so, that, and that's found in 1 Kings 20, verses 42. That's right. So Ahab rebelled when told not to go into battle, and he died because of it, just as the Lord has said. Exactly. So 1 Kings 22, 14-28 is where that's found. That's right. And I would recommend that. That's, that's a funny story to me. I just like, <laughs> I like that one. So we'll go on to some things that Jezebel did. She killed off many of the Lord's prophets. Right. That's in 1 Kings 18, verse 4. And Ahab didn't really care about this because he and Jezebel were serving, worshiping Baals. And right. that's where she had come from. She had come from a country that worshipped Baal. And so she kind of dragged him, you know, out of it to worshiping Baal himself. Yeah. She also threatened to kill Elijah. Mm -hmm. And that's found in 2 Kings 19 verse 2. And she plotted to kill Naboth for his vineyard that Ahab wanted. That's right, and that's a sad story because uh, it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, in 1 Kings 21, verses 7 through 14, is where this account is found, but Ahab wanted this guy's vineyard because it looked so great. It was right by the kingdom and everything. He could see it out his back window, but he, but Naboth told him, hey, look, no, 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 this has been in my family for a long time. Yeah. I don't want to sell it. Yeah. So Ahab went back and he started crying and pouting. And, and his wife, you, 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 you've got to read this story. This is just sad. <laughs> the way the whole thing folds or comes about. But yeah, yeah read, read that. That is, like I said, 1 Kings 21, verses 7 through 14. This is the account of Naboth and the vineyard. That's right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and read in 1 Kings 21, 8 through 10. We'll find out just what she did. Right. So this is out of the NIV. She wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people, but seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them bring charges that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. That is really cold. Yeah. She had no heart. Totally hard-hearted. 
And she did. And then as soon as he was dead, they took over Naboth's vineyard. Yep. She took it on for themselves. And well, he didn't have to cry anymore. <laughs> he didn't. Over spilt grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find the account of, like I said, I would keep reading, but you can find the account of where she dies in 2 Kings 9, 30 through 37. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy way she died. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Definitely. That's right. So let's go on. We're going to move on to uh, Lot's two daughters who decide to fold and not trust in God to have an heir for their father. So they didn't trust that God would have an heir or, or something from, their, from Lot. They thought he would be cut off completely. So they cook up this little thing in their minds that they were going to procreate with their father when he was drunk and didn't know what was happening. And this can be found in Genesis 19, 30 through 38. So this is really interesting to me. The oldest daughter gives birth to Moab. And his name should be very familiar if you read in the, New, in the Old Testament. He became the leader of the Moabites. Mm -hmm. The youngest daughter gave birth to Ben-Ami, who became the father of the Ammonites. And these two clans were in constant battle with the Israelites. Hmm. Hmm. So they did kind of a detestable thing in the Lord's eyes, which kind of detestable in anyone's eyes. Right. And um, even in today's standards. That's right. <laughs> and those are pretty low. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Jonah. Jonah heard from the Lord, but did the opposite of what he requested. He was mad because God wanted to save the Ninevites. They did evil in the sight of the Lord, and Jonah wanted them punished. He ran from God and ended up in the belly of a huge fish for three days. Then he agreed to go to Nineveh and proclaim what the Lord is going to do to them because of their evil ways. The people humble themselves and turn to God, and he forgives them. Which is a good thing, and you would think that that Jonah, being a prophet, would be very happy right. that people were forgiven. But <laughs> in Jonah 3.10 in the NIV, we see that when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. So Jonah threw a fit. <laughs> That's right. And he asked God to kill him because he didn't think the people of Nineveh were worth redemption. He sounds kind of like a little bit of drama king you could say <laughs> just yeah. kill me i don't want them saved <laughs> <laughs> so the end of the book is really a cliffhanger and never really tells us the situation jonah had with god and as if it ever is even really resolved mm. so and it's only four chapters so de definitely go out get your bible open up <laughs> jonah one then read jonah two jonah three and finish up in jonah four Right. And you'll see what we're talking about with the cliffhanger. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> the whole Bible is interesting, but Absolutely. we love finding these little nuggets and stories and things like that. And I love the fact that we can read these stories from the Bible and learn from them. Yes. So we don't we know what not to do. Right. Just like, you know, I had older brothers and you had an older brother. Uh-huh. And, you know, we kind of learned, you know, when they got in trouble, we kind of... I learned, I'm not sure about you, but I know I learned how not to do things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. I saw him, yeah, yeah, that was not a good thing. 
That's one way to I don't learn. want that to happen to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm not throwing a fit in front of God. <laughs> no. No. We've, yeah. We can see that. All right. So the next probably most prominent person that we can think of is Judas Iscariot. Talk about folding. He really folded. He was one of the disciples who loved money more than God. We read about the account of him selling Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. That's probably a lot of money back then too, but still. Not enough to no. sell out Jesus? Nothing. No way. So he went to the Pharisees and told them he would betray Jesus with a kiss, which he did in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before Jesus was killed, which is found in Matthew 26, 23 through 25. We find though, in 23 in 26 23 through 25 this is where they were at the last supper and they were all dining together and then this is what in 23 this is what starts it right so this is actually going to come out of the niv version jesus replied the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me the son of man will go just as it is written about him but woe to the man who betrays the son of man it would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. And Jesus answered, You have said so. Yikes. So we, when we jump down to Matthew 26, verse 47 through 50, this is where Judas actually betrays him with a kiss. Right. And this is out of the NIV. So this is where Jesus is arrested. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived with him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. And even at that point, he called Judas friend. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. So these were the people who folded. When they had a chance to listen and trust God, they each had their own opportunities to listen and just obey God. But they completely didn't. They folded. They gave up on him. We need to always give God our faith and trust. So when you're in the middle of the storm, don't fold. <laughs> Just trust in God. Right. And I, I've heard somebody say, you know, if, if you can get yourself to it, God will get you through it. Oh, Something okay. like that. But I, I, I like the way that, because, you know, no matter what situation you get yourself in, if you will just trust God to get you through the situation. He will. Mm -hmm. But it's so easy for us to try to do it ourselves. Yeah. And God will let us. You know, He'll, he, He's not going to make us do anything that we don't want to do. Right. But if we will trust Him, He'll get us through the situation regardless of what it is. That's right. He only wants prosperity for us. He doesn't want to harm us or anything like that, as in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says. Right. So. so he has great plans for us. He does. Next time, we will talk about people who were all in, but folded at times. Right. So they were 
half they were on the fence. One leg was on one side of the fence, mm-hmm. one leg was on the other side of the fence. Sometimes. That's sometimes they were both. That would hurt. <laughs> sometimes they were both on one side and both on the other side. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> flip flopped. Yeah. We wanna know will these people recover or stay down? Hmm. Dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> So stay tuned to find out. Alright, so this wouldn't be an episode of The Messengers without us giving you, the listener, the choice to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done this before. Now, you may have have done this before and need to rededicate your life because you've just gone astray. Well, it's important to get back to God one way or the other. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter uh, how how many things you've done that have been wrong. You can never get too far away from God and not be able to come back. That's right. It doesn't matter what it is. So choosing to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the most important decision that you will ever make. Yep. So God's word promises this, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvations. And that's found in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10. And if we skip down uh, to Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's regardless of what you've done. Like I said, nothing can keep you away from God right. except yourself. That's a promise. That's right. a precious promise. So by His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is to believe and receive so it's very re- simple, but sometimes it's harder to do because you think, oh, I don't deserve this. But you need to put your faith in God and say, okay, I'm going to receive this. I'm going to believe it. And the fact is, you don't deserve it. None of us do. No. Nobody is good enough to receive this. That's right. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, he has provided us a way to come before God to receive what he has for us, mm-hmm. the forgiveness of sin and be washed clean of everything we've done in the past. That's right. So if you are ready to do this, if you're ready to to receive and believe, I would like for you to pray this out loud. You don't have to scream it. You don't have to yell it. But if you will say this out loud, pray this out loud, and believe it in your heart, which is very important. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to change your, your, your eternity. Yes. So if you are ready, say, Jesus... I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. So the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ... The truth of His Word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. So now that you've been born again, that means that there's a brand new you. And that's what it's all about. We would love to hear from you. I know we haven't mentioned our website or any other thing just quite yet. So our website, though, is themessengersradio.com. If you go there, you may have you may have be listening to us on there. But if you need to contact us for any reason, just click on that contact button at the top. And that'll bring you to a page where you can fill out a form and it'll email both Trisha and myself. 
or above that, you can find both of our individual emails if you just want to talk to one of us. Mm-hmm. But we would love to pray with you. We'd be love yes. to be, believe with you in any way we can. We would love for you to not only receive your salvation, but we want to help you grow. We don't. You can't just say that and stay where you're at because you need to know what the Bible says. You need to know what it says about you and about the decision you just make. So we want to make sure we help you grow. Yes. So if you don't have a Bible, let us know. We will have a Bible sent out to you somehow. Yes. Uh, but just continue to, to read it, read your Bible. Under, and if you don't understand something, let us know. Yeah. We'll Ask help us. you out that way as well. We will help you. And if we don't know, we will look it up and, and walk through it with you. Right. We know lots of people that can help. We do. We know lots of people that can pray. <laughs> so you can also visit us on our Facebook page. Uh, if you go to Messengers Radio, Facebook.com forward slash messengers radio you can find us there or if you're on our website you can click on the facebook picture at the top right and that'll get you right to it yes that'll also get you to our twitter and i think i don't remember what else if we have a, a tumblr up there and i can't i know we have a tumblr account yeah i set it up the other day yeah <laughs> what so is a tumblr there, account a tumblr account it's, it's a little like facebook no you know? i mean what's the oh I have to look that up. <laughs> so we'll get back to you next episode with that. <laughs> or so, you can ask us on the page right. and we will let you know. There you go. <laughs> so until next episode, we hope you guys had a great time like we did. Yes. And we will see you next or we will talk to you next time. That's right. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Messengers. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God that you continue to grow. We would love to hear from you. Contact us at www.themessengersradio.com.